Hello, welcome to Vitech Talks, the podcast. I'm Steve Brandt of Vitech, and this is where we discuss the trends and pressing issues, and certainly the important events shaping the group benefits and retirement industries. With the experts, leaders, and yes, even characters that make our industry what it is. This is a fast, fun way to gain insights and opinions on the topics we all care about. And I'm sure it'll be the best 15 minutes you can spend to keep yourself informed. And I promise, entertained. Hello, and my name is Steve Brandt, and welcome to another great episode of iTech Talks, the podcast. Today we have a special treat for everybody out there. Uh, we have Charlie Sidoti, who's the executive director at Insure. Uh, and we are talking about the intersection of climate change, innovation, and insurance. And, you know, really insurance uh, has a big role to play in climate change. And Charlie's going to share uh, everything that the industry is doing and, and not doing and what they can be doing or should be doing to help us all uh, through these crazy times that climate change is forcing on us. Um, I'm going to introduce Charlie to you now, but just before I do that, a little bit on his background. Charlie is the executive director of Insure.org, which is a nonprofit organization based out of Cambridge, Massachusetts. And their mission is just what we're talking about today, uh, sitting at the intersection of climate change, insurance, and innovation. Charlie spent 23 years in the insurance industry, mainly on the property and casualty side. Uh, and in the underwriting area, but has spent the last 10 to 15 years in the entrepreneurial world, um, serial entrepreneurs setting up a number of insure tech uh, startups. Uh, and today he sits here at the, at the head of this extremely important mission. Charlie, great to see you as usual. If you want to say a few words about yourself and what you're doing before we jump into it, that would be great. Sure. Um, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. Um, it's great to be here and thank Vitech for the early support for this mission that wasn't necessarily uh, as apparent when we launched it like four years ago. Um, as you said, my background is property casualty carrier experience, uh, but then I did spend a, a, over a decade in the insurtech kind of startup world uh, mostly focused on insurance adjacent analytics uh, startups. And then, you know, running a nonprofit is very different, but very exciting and uh, super excited to tell you more about our mission and how we do it and uh, our thoughts on the whole intersectional space that you outlined earlier. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks, Charlie. And we're looking forward to it. Thanks for the plug uh, with MyTech. Um, you know, for those out in the audience, we were inaugural uh, sponsor of Insure, so and very proud to be and, and continue to support the organization. So let's kind of jump right into it. Um, what does it really mean, right, to be at the intersection of innovation, insurance, and climate change? It sounds really cool, for sure. Yeah. Love it, right? But well, what does that mean? And, and I guess, you know, as you, as you go on in your response, why is it meaningful for the insurance industry and society? Yeah, so and I'll 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 kind of get into it as I talk a little bit about our journey as a nonprofit. We started as an innovation hub focused on insure tech innovation, and it wasn't 
super focused other than we're in Boston and it's a good area to, to foster innovation and insurance. Um, but as we looked at it, we kind of stepped back and said, this is, you know, we were a new organization uh, and, and, and there were a lot of innovation hubs around the country that were more mature than we were. And, and we were unique in our nonprofit status that you mentioned earlier. And we started to think about it through, like, let's look at the lens of where an insure tech money is going, but also through the lens of not how can companies make more money, but what does society need from insurance? We think these are huge market opportunities too, but we started with this premise that we're a nonprofit. The world needs things from insurance. What are they? And 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 as we looked at it, most of the insure tech money was going to the customer experience and some underwriting. But as we looked at it, you know, the biggest, and I can go through our kind of mission in a little bit, but one of the biggest issues is the protection gap. You know, the if if the protection gap is as big as the industry, that's really a market failure. Like the world needs to be protected in different ways. And that could be selling more insurance to close to to close the protection gap so people are protected. Or it also could be incentivizing resilience so the the economic losses are lower. There's two ways to close that gap. So we saw that that was a big problem that that could be addressed. And then as we looked at like the trajectory around climate change, some of it is already driven by climate change. But if you look forward into the future, the pain on society, it, it, it really, that one issue needs to be solved. And then there's a number of other tangential kind of opportunities. So um, we started focusing on that three, four years ago when people were talking about climate change for sure. But, you know, it is it is really ramped up with the kind of catastrophes that are going on. And also the clean tech sector is innovating extremely fast and the industry isn't keeping up with it. So there's a number of opportunities. That we yeah, can it sounds like and that's that's a, that's a great response. And, you know, when you talk about the protection gap and insurance role right now with climate change, I mean, I think we all can see, right, that insurance has kind of stepped back from the climate issue. They haven't run towards the climate issue for sure. And and I think in a large part, they're trying to figure out, you know, how they could play a role. And, and you know, it sounds like you're trying to help them think differently about it all, and which is, is so important because it's, to your point, when you talk about covering for catastrophes is one thing. Insurance to underpin and make sure that new industries and markets feel comfortable investing and growing uh, is also just as important. And and we don't see insurance really playing a big role uh, right now in either, right? Uh, so I think that's kind of what you just laid out. It's definitely not fast enough. These are huge problems and they need to be addressed now. Uh, the industry does have a long history of this, though. You go back to electricity 100 and some odd years ago. You go to aviation. You go to automobiles kind of uh, coming on the market and then growing and getting faster. 
the insurance industry helped make those new industries safe um, and and provided the risk transfer that enabled them to be financed as industries. And this is what has to happen now. Um, it, and it has to happen fast, quite frankly. Like we were running out of time. Um, and, and, and you're seeing the industry start to, there's a lot of discussion. Chubb started their new climate group and you're, you're, they're getting up to speed, but there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it sounds like it. So, so let's talk a little bit about that, right? You're talking to the insurance industry, you're bringing them into the, to the solve as opposed to, um, you know, ignoring it. Um, how does that work? I mean, what, what, in what ways uh, can insurance companies have the impact that, that they need to have with these issues that we all face? So, you know, it's a, it's a great question because um, the solve is, is often thought of differently when you're creating a specific project product. And I think one of the things is we always ask these questions um, through that societal lens and, and, and we ask it at a macro level, but we also ask that at a specific product level. You're building this product and the four questions we tend to ask are, how is this going to close the protection gap? We think that's one of the most important things. Um, how can this product accelerate the transition to a low carbon economy? Um, how can this product or service incentivize community resilience, actually lower the loss costs? So closing the protection gap from the top down. And, and then the other thing that probably is the least discussed in, in in broad terms, but you're seeing more and more of it is how does um, how can products promote a nature positive uh, future? Uh, you know, some like some really amazing statistics that we heard: forty four trillion dollars worth of economic activity is either strongly or moderately tied back to some nature asset. And these assets are not really carried on anybody's balance sheets. They're not protected the way um, other assets are protected, insured. So th the world needs to start really looking at them as assets because they are assets that drive a big part of our economy. And once you get that mindset, if you think about those four questions, like you're not solving your the industry's problem to sell more product. You're solving the world's problem to do one of these four things. And if you do that and you do it smart, there's huge markets to be had. So I think it's asking the right questions a lot of times. Yeah, that's 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 really well said, you know, to make it a, 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 a purpose and a mission, a societal purpose and mission. And then, you know, think of it through that lens and then, it kind of changes the way the industry will will think about developing the product and underwriting businesses or markets or um, creating uh, more resilient uh, communities. I think that's uh, very well said. So, I mean, you know, talk about, you know, a little bit more specifically, let's drill down a little bit, right? Insurance company's huge, it's been around a long time, it's got a lot of super smart people, a lot of interesting capabilities. I mean, they've been, you know, analyzing, you know, 
everything under the sun and developing insurance products for profit for, for forever, right? I mean, they're really, really good at it, right? Um, you know, what are some of the, the specific capabilities and skills that, that they bring to the table that are so badly needed right now in this moment in this issue? I think you mentioned some of them. They, I mean, they know risk. They know how to quantify risk. They know how to transfer a risk. All, all that there's, there's, and risk is going up just directly because of climate change. The storms are bigger. They stay around longer. There's more of them. So the, the, the pure catastrophe kind of things, you know, the temperatures changing, droughts. But then also the the risks associated with the rapid transition to a low carbon economy that affects literally like everything, like how energy is created, how it's distributed, how buildings are built, including the concrete and the steel. So all these things are changing like incredibly fast. And, you know, the, the innovators that are doing these changes they are very smart and they're focused on solving the, the greenhouse gas problem. They're not always, they don't have the capabilities that the insurance industry has at understanding, analyzing and responding to risk. So even just things like EVs, you know, EVs are a tiny percentage of the overall kind of car uh, inventory and there isn't all the data there, but some of the early data shows that the cost of repair is higher for whatever reasons. Um, so those are real problems that are going to flow through to the cost of insurance, the cost of risk. So the industry can do a couple of things. One, they can help at the earliest stages where things are the most risky and help these kind of evolving industries transfer the risk off. But they can also provide insights back to help them as they are innovating to say, you know, how do we make this safer? Like, like they did with automobiles and seatbelts and airbags and, and like they did with electricity, creating underwriter laboratories to, to make it safe so that it wouldn't burn down houses and, and electrocute people. There's, there's a real role around understanding and responding to risk that the industry needs to lean into um, and show their expertise and, and build products and make yeah, them. no question. And it's new to them, right? So you know, there's an apprehension there, which is natural. It's it's, it's new territory, and it's going to cause them to to think differently. You know, you talk about the low carbon economies, and you know, I think you know one of the greatest examples, right? Because everybody can kind of relate to that. We've all heard it. Um, but who's underwriting that industry right now, right? Who? Who's underwriting these big plants that are going to try to take carbon out of the air, which is amazing, right? Just yeah. you know, reverse carbonization, take it out of the air, bury it in the ground for a thousand years, and then you know, Vitek's going to buy a carbon credit, and yeah. nobody's nobody's un insuring the fact that that carbon credit is is going to do what it's supposed to do, and that what you bought is actually real. That's huge, right? That's a huge issue. It it is a huge issue, and and. When we started, we were talking about the voluntary carbon credits. Here's a new asset. You're going to buy these assets. Who's going to insure it? There were no companies like two, three years ago. Since that, a small startup, Kita, came on the market out of London. There's another company here in, uh, I think it's in Utah, but United States, uh, Oka. 
And, and they're starting to build products to ensure carbon credits. And for the companies to buy carbon credits, is, as, as the carbon credits become more material on somebody's balance sheet, you know, CFOs and risk managers are going to say, like, okay, well, what happens if whoever buried it didn't do it right and it leaked out? What happens to my credit? I just paid for that. So insurance is an enabling function that is necessary and you're just starting to see the innovation. So there's probably, you know, there's a couple of companies, but as that market gets the, you know, the predict, you know, I don't know how many, they talk about hundreds of millions, hundreds of billions of dollars worth of carbon credits in 10, 20 years. Um, so that's a big insurance market. And, and, and why not? It's going to be huge. I mean, we just saw the yeah. 60 minutes just did a big episode on, on, on these plants that are pulling carbon out. And, and, yeah. You know the, the the pace that we have to do that, and carbon credits are a big part of accelerating all that. And insurance companies should be running into that market as fast as they possibly can, uh, because that's the way it's going to really take off, right? And, um, and so it's it's an interesting uh, issue. And, uh, and I think the analogy is like the, the cyber market 30 years ago, the biotech market 30, 40 years ago. They were scary. Nobody knew how it was going to work. We're going to lose money. We don't understand the risk. But the truth is the first companies that went in, they got to set price and they 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 did well for a long, long period. And, and they owned big chunks of the market. And we think... You know, you have to go in with some knowledge and understanding of the risk, but you have to also go beyond just like, well, we have all the actuarial data. You need to take a leap of faith and get in early if you want to own the markets. Yeah, no, that's it. So that's so good. That's so good. All right, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I mean, it's just it's just really endless the opportunities that the insurance industry has to make a difference here. Well, all right. Thank you for listening this week to a great conversation with Charlie Sidoti of Insure. Be sure to tune in next week as we continue the conversation with Charlie. Next week, we'll dive deeper into the issue and exactly what Insure and insurance companies are doing about it. So we'll see you then.